The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2507. Today, it's Bad Batch Briefing. We're talking about replacements. This is episode 1, season 3. And this episode shows just how ambitious this show intends to be. Punch it. Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, funnily enough, Episode 3 of The Bad Batch, Replacements, is hardly about The Bad Batch for all intents and purposes. There are actually four different storylines that are pursued over the course of this episode, and The Bad Batch is only one of them, and really it's not a major one in some sense. The ship malfunctions, oh by the way, we are in full spoiler territory for this episode, just to give you the heads up. The ship malfunctions, the Havoc Marauder, their ship, and crash lands on a desolate moon where they have to repair it, and there is a scary adventure. Gosh, it is actually creepy the way they do it out there, and Kevin Kiner's music, very creepy, well done. And ultimately, what that particular storyline amounts to be is showing an evolution in the parenting skills of the Bad Batch, right? So Wrecker beautifully creating a space for Omega, that actually like brought a tear to my eye. It was just so lovely and well done. And, you know, the way he's going, you know, we're going to die at the crash landing and then looking at her and going, we're going to be fine, right? Figuring it out. And Hunter taking her along, perhaps ill-advisedly on the hunt for the moon dragon. Yeah, but, you know, she seems to be game for it. And I guess, you know, his parenting attitude is going to be, you know, like throw her in the deep end. And, you know, hopefully she swims back to the bank, basically. But really, the main story of this episode, as indicated by the title, is about the replacing of clone troopers with conscripted soldiers. And at the higher level, if you will, so this is one of the stories that's happening, is Governor Tarkin, along with this Vice Admiral Rampart, discussing the notion of how to work with clones and conscripted soldiers and the possibility of using specialized clones to train conscripted soldiers and the fact that, according to Tarkin, the clone situation is cost prohibitive for the Empire. So we get you know that motivation for why the Empire ultimately switched from clones to conscripted soldiers. And Rampart, we get the promotion here. So we talked in a previous episode of the show about how Rampart was you know being positioned you know with having an action figure in the first place <laughs> and also you know being a named character in a previous episode that ultimately it made, it made sense to position him as the main bad guy that the bad batch would be you know dealing with the Tarkin would probably move on to bigger and better things because he's got his eye on bigger and better things and that baton seems to be being passed in this episode 
That's thanks to the result of a specific mission that happens, and Tarkin says, you know, I'll leave this situation to you, Admiral. Gives him a promotion from Vice Admiral to Admiral right in the episode, so that's pretty awesome, for him at least. <laughs> And then the third storyline that gets pursued is the actual mission where Crosshair takes four elite recruits and leads them on a mission to go after Saw Gerrera on Onderon, which unfortunately for them, they miss Saw Gerrera, but we get a sense of how the Empire evolves in terms of being utterly and completely merciless in that the training may have started with enhanced clones like Crosshair, and I think that's something that we might want to pursue a little more in depth in a later episode. But you know, the fact that one of the you know main conscripted antagonists to Crosshair was like, no, you know, like enjoy your command clone, you know, you're gonna be by the wayside soon enough. And he ends up being the one that gets shot for going against orders because he wasn't going to kill innocent civilians. He was going to take them into custody and interrogate them, which is the right and, you know, comparatively just thing to do. Yes, of course, you know, the Empire and, you know, all of that stuff. But, you know, at least they were gonna treat the prisoners humanely. That's something, I guess. Or at least that one guy was until Crosshair shot him dead and then convinced the other soldiers that if they didn't kill the civilians, then Crosshair was going to kill them. Why they didn't just kill Crosshair? Well, yeah, that's a whole other moral argument situation, of course. But that's where we end up. And so we can kind of see how the evolution of the Empire into you know, a exceedingly cruel and merciless situation could be starting with little seeds like this. And it's also fascinating to hear them talk about how devastating it would be to lose the Empire's business in this regard. And, you know, we don't necessarily know who their other clients are, and we just know that, you know, as things go with Star Wars, <laughs> there's usually just, like, one job, basically. So, Kaminoans are cloners, right? Mandalorians are bounty hunters, right? I mean, you know what I mean. Not really and not entirely, but that's kind of how the Kaminoans are positioned. And then there's the final story, the fourth story, which is basically just hinted at, but you see the reactions that uh, Nalase and Lamasu are having to the developments with how the Empire is thinking about clones and the fact that even though they think that clones are definitely better, comparatively speaking, that the Empire isn't thinking that way and thinking it's too expensive and whatnot. And so they are starting to strategize about how they can keep the Empire's business and, you know, talking about doing something with an enhanced clone, it sounds like, and talking about Jango Fett's genetic material deteriorating, so they are not going to be able to create clones based on Jango Fett's template for much longer. And certainly to hear the Prime Minister and the Chief Medical Officer talking that way, well, yeah, it does seem like that's going to be a big deal. And they have plans that they are working on aside from what's happening with the Empire, and it'll be interesting to see how that develops. But all of that then leads into what I said at the beginning of the episode, which is the ambition of this show. The ambition of this show is so much bigger than what it might have seemed like on its face when the initial stuff was released about the Bad Batch and about the promotional materials and the trailers and teasers and whatnot. That stuff talked about the Bad Batch having to find their way in this galaxy and certainly there are a host of dangers, but 
the makers of the Bad Batch are doing something bigger. They are world building for the transition from the Galactic Republic to the Galactic Empire. I mean, they're talking about the implementation of chain code situations. They're digging into the crossover with clones and conscripted soldiers and about how functionally, logistically, the Empire moves from one armed force to another. They're looking at the Kaminoans and how they are reacting to this whole process and what they're going to do about it. I mean, they didn't have to do that. They could have just done some serialized thing about the Bad Batch being on the run and the Empire being aware of them and sending out different minions to go get them and then the Bad Batch just having standalone missions, if you will, and doing their own thing to try and get fed and get paid. But no, they are actually doing something a lot bigger than that. And I think that makes the Bad Batch series all the more fascinating for it. So I'm very very excited to see where things are going and I think this episode even though it really didn't <laughs> do much for expanding what we know about the Bad Batch or challenging them in any particular way like they were just kind of the side story in the whole thing but ultimately I think it made the whole series a lot more interesting as a result so that is my take on replacements which is season one episode three of the Bad Batch series and that is going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited by their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.